Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Aesthetic Insider Radio. This is your host, Angela O'Mara. I'm so excited today to be talking about wedding smiles, the wedding day smile, and the importance of it to brides and grooms around the world. I am interviewing today Dr. Lawrence Rifkin, a Beverly Hills cosmetic dentist who is known worldwide also um, for his celebrity smiles and his radiant smiles that he creates for people from all walks of life. And today we're going to talk about the bridal and wedding countdown for picture-perfect smile memories. Dr. Rifkin, welcome to Aesthetic Insider Radio. It's a pleasure to have you back on the show with us. Well, thank you, Angela. This is really a pleasure. I always enjoy uh, speaking with you and talking to your audience and talking about all different types of topics from, from serious ones to, to lighthearted ones and ones that are just uh, touch our everyday lives. So, so thank you for inviting me back again. appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's just go right to it because the wedding day for, for most brides is truly the most important day of their life. And um, they want to look their best. They want everybody else to look their best. They want their pictures to be perfect. And um, so let's just talk about, you know, from your perspective, you know, what are the things a bride should be considering for her countdown to have the picture-perfect smile? Well, absolutely. The uh, You know, I get many requests for cosmetic improvements of patients' smiles throughout the year, and, and oftentimes it's uh, regarding preparation for a wedding. And, you know, a wedding is such an important event in everyone's lives. It's probably one of the most important events other than maybe the birth of a child uh, and so forth. But, you know, the wedding is uh, takes some preparation. You know, not only the events that uh, surround and support the event, uh, all those things, uh, the flowers, the location, the catering, the uh, photography, and, and the photography really is one of the most important ones because you live with those memories for the rest of your lives. And, you know, to have a picture-perfect smile, you really only get one chance at it. And so you really need to take care if you're thinking about any kind of smile improvement or beautiful photographs for not only the bride, but obviously the groom, the bridal party, the family, everybody that's involved in the photography and all of these beautiful memories, you have to really plan ahead. And there's a timeline to do this. Um, anybody knows, uh, everybody knows that when you look back on some of your, your wedding photographs, sometimes you see people that are not smiling and you wonder why. Or if they're smiling, they're kind of smirking. They're really not showing their teeth. And sometimes it's just because they're ashamed or not proud of their smile. And that's where, you know, planning and talking with your dentist uh, can really improve the quality of your smile, not only for the wedding, but for a lifetime. No, I mean, it's so important. And like you said, I think even when you say about how people are smirking in pictures and, you know, I think for some people it's subconscious too that they don't actually realize that they're hiding their smile or they're, you know, Mm -hmm. not confident about their smile. I think it's become a way of life and, and and the thing I do always see is, especially when I, I look at, you know, the, the pictures of your patients and, and what you do, is you see the light in a patient's eyes after they've had a cosmetic dental 
procedure yes, and then violet radiant. It, I mean, it just changes everything about how they feel inside. Um, but you did mention a countdown, and so let's talk about, you know, what would that countdown be, um, you know, in terms of, you know, many brides are planning their wedding two years ahead of time, and they have their countdown that they, they know about, you know, for, like you said, the location and the flowers and the invitations. and But in terms of, of, of how they're going to look on that day, in terms of their smile, what would be a countdown that a bride can take into consideration? Okay, that's, that's a, an excellent question. First of all, I recommend getting a checklist so that you understand what your timeline is. So do we have six months? Do we have two years? Do we have one month? Uh, what do we have to work with time-wise so that we can uh, create whatever improvements that you may need? And that also needs to be assessed as well. You need to understand what it is that you're trying to accomplish with your smile because, you know, you want to have that self-confidence. You want to have that picture-perfect smile, and that's going to last you actually a lifetime, so it's not just about that. And, you know, also the, the, the beauty of improving your smile is also building the health. The health is so important. So, the cosmetic treatments can also address the health. It can address your breath, which is obviously important. And you also want to reflect the joy and happiness that this occasion represents. And so smiling with confidence sometimes requires planning. Uh, some procedures are relatively quick and some take a little bit of time. So let's talk perhaps about planning what we're going to do for the wedding smile, okay? Uh, first of all, if you have... Uh, only I'll work backwards from the shortest time to the longest time. If you only have a week or two, probably the most you can really do effectively is get your teeth clean, uh, your gum tissue healthier, and also do some teeth whitening. Teeth whitening is a very easy, simple procedure, whether it's in the office or at home. And I recommend that you see a dentist, obviously, because patients don't know uh, when they go to the store and buy some of the over-the-counter products, which do work, but they take a little bit more time, but they don't always know if they should be using that because they don't uh, understand that sometimes dental restorations, like composite fillings or crowns or veneers, they won't whiten. So they might get a mismatch of color if they bleach when they're not aware of these other restorations that exist. So please see your dentist get your teeth clean and do your teeth whitening, and that'll be the entry level for you your groom, perhaps all the, the wedding party, and they'll give you that fresh, clean smile and give you a little bit more confidence. Now, that's for one week. Now, if we go up and we say we have one month, that gives us a bit more time, although we should be planning more time as much as you have. So in one month, you could probably accomplish, obviously, the whitening or fillings or some direct bonding and even the possibility of dental veneers if you require them or if that would really be the best option for you. Dental veneers, of course, everybody pretty much knows about them, but they require some really artistic planning as well. So I would never rush into veneers at last minute because you may be disappointed with the outcome of dental veneers that either were poorly planned or you rushed through the, the process of doing it when you're obviously so busy with so many other task to prepare for the wedding. So don't rush through a process that you may have to live with the rest of your life with dental veneers or go through a process of replacing them later, which was really such a waste of time and, and money as well. So if you're going to plan veneers, now we maybe go into the timeline of three months. If you have three months ahead, veneers are a good option. If 
there aren't any other options for you, such as orthodontics. Now, orthodontics requires a minimum of probably six months for some short-term minor orthodontic movement to straighten out teeth that are somewhat crooked, they don't align right, you have some facial asymmetries uh, with your teeth, uh, they don't line up with your lips. But if you have enough time, let's say we have, Angela, we have one year or more, we can plan all of this out in a non-rushed, perfectly architecturally designed smile makeover, even if it's from the minimal of whitening to the possibility of orthodontics and veneers. Now, if you complicate that one more step, and let's say you're missing a tooth and you need to have dental implants, this is where we need to have at least one year. If you have missing teeth and implants are the best option for you, discuss all of this with your dentist so you can plan out and create your checklist along with all the other things you have to think about to create the best smile that's possible. So again, if I'll just summarize now, go in the reverse order. If you have a year or more, you can either perform orthodontic treatment, whether it's Invisalign type of removable appliances or more comprehensive types, or you do dental implants, which require some surgery and some healing time. And if you have six months, you can do some limited short-term orthodontics in addition to some of the other final treatments, such as veneers, which would require, I would recommend, at least three months ahead of your wedding to plan and perform it. Uh, the teeth whitening, fillings, and bonding. And again, if you only have one month, then you could do potentially veneers, but I wouldn't recommend it. But you could do whitening or some filling replacements, et cetera. If you have one week, now you're down basically to the teeth whitening alone and getting your teeth cleaned. And of course, teeth, cleaning your teeth is hugely important for a lifetime's worth of health. And uh, that's basically the timeline that I would try to summarize for the bride and the bridal party to get all of this treatment done. And, you know, create your checklist not just for the bride but for the groom and everyone else. How does that sound so far? You know, that sounds great, and it's such a perfect timing. And I, and I you know, I'm just, I just love how you've done it for, you know, those brides out there who are just kind of hadn't thought about their smile until the last minute and now – you know, they, they know their options, they know their timeline, and then really, again, for the bride that does have plenty of time to, to plan and include this in, you know, everything else that she's doing. I mean, no, I love that timeline, and especially, as you say, you know, this timeline would actually apply, as you say, to the groom, to the bridal party, to, you know, the parents and family and any, mm-hmm. anybody else involved. Right. So let's let's kind of skip to the next, which would be, you know, in your in 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 your consideration, what actually creates a picture perfect smile, or a picture perfect well, face? You know, because that is again really what we're talking about here is how does this look in the long term when we're looking back on right. those memories in years to come and how beautiful those people in the bridal party were and still are. Yes. Well, picture perfect really is, is somewhat the, the key element of testing your smile because the photography themselves, other than using Photoshop and filters to correct blemishes, the photography really identifies some potential problems because lighting can be harsh. It can show you at your best, and it can also show you at your worst. I'll give you an example. I have many patients that are in the entertainment industry. They could be models, singers actors and with studio lighting which is a photographic process of course the overlapping of teeth that are slightly crooked 
or the color match is not the same between crowns or veneers or bonding or natural teeth really can identify blemishes in your smile. So I've had patients come in that one was a model, beautiful model actress, and she says, can you fix my teeth? She really had a natural, beautiful smile. I didn't really mind the slight asymmetries or slight rotations of some of her teeth, but the lighting created some very harsh shadows that the photographer was quite annoyed with because the constant touching up of the photographs was necessary to get rid of these shadows by a light coming from, let's say, one side or even in nature, creating one tooth overlapping the other one, which makes the other tooth darker, the one that's kind of slightly behind it. So sometimes just with some minor orthodontics, you can straighten these teeth out and then you can whiten them. You can reshape them slightly with minimal treatment. I did that for this particular patient. She came to me. She says she went to a few other dentists, and they recommended 20 veneers, top and bottom, 10 and 10, because that's usually what can show when you smile. And I said, gosh, that's really kind of ex extensive because your teeth themselves are actually quite attractive. And I said, the teeth themselves are fine. They're just slightly in the wrong position, a little bit of shape. Uh, could be improved. And so over six months, we actually performed, I performed actually some minor removable orthodontics, reshaped her teeth, whitened them, and only performed two veneers on teeth that were actually quite small, two of her upper canine teeth. And this was a minimal treatment which kept her smile picture perfect and natural. See, we eliminated the harsh shadows, we were conservative on the patient's care, so we didn't have to commit everybody to the quick, easy, uh, 20 veneer case, which is somewhat an irreversible procedure. It can be fantastic results with veneers. I do them all the time, but I try to be minimalist on it. And I think a picture-perfect smile is a natural one that when someone sees you, they don't come up to you and say, hey, those are beautiful veneers. Who's your dentist? To me, that would be, that would be an aesthetic failure on my part. I want my teeth, to, my veneers to look absolutely undetectable, look like nature, look like you were just born or had your braces taken off when you were a youngster and you had beautiful white natural looking teeth. So that's what I would consider a picture perfect smile. The other elements of a smile, when I look at a face, uh, I analyze it as a full composition. Angela, you know that I'm a sculptor and I like to look at faces in their proportion. I build them and I work with a lot of cosmetic surgeons to create an optimal smile because it's not just the teeth. It's also the lips, the gum tissue, the surrounding soft tissue of the entire face that creates a beautiful smile. A smile is more than just teeth. So when teeth are off-center or they're tilted or one side is lower than the other, that creates a disharmony that's displeasing. And so when we straighten teeth out, we straighten gum tissue out, and we get the proper length of teeth that look like they're not worn, they're not chipped, uh, we create the best possible smiles. And, you know, there's other things involved, such as uh, correcting lips, uh, enhancing lips, and we can, we can talk about that as well. You know, and, and Noah, absolutely, I think we should, um, at least in terms of, you know, the lips and um, the other, mm -hmm. you know, other opportunities. And that obviously, I said you work with a lot of cosmetic surgeons who offer these these treatments to brides, but I would like to just a little, for another minute, just concentrate on that picture-perfect smile because, you know, we now have in this world, it's not just, you know, this kind of static photographer who is taking pictures of, of the bride and groom as they're lined up under a tree like it used to be in the past, you know, I mean, we have, you know, people doing selfies, we have, you know, people, 
you know, who are photographers who are roaming throughout the wedding, just taking a lot of kind of candid shots um, from all different angles. Right. So, sure. you know, when you you have that kind of photography taking place, place as we do now, I would think that, that also for, for creating that perfect smile makes it somewhat more challenging. Um, so what would your recommendations be in those situations? Well, first of all, you know, we have all of these uh, possibilities with professional photographers to work with Photoshop. I, I work with Photoshop because I love art, and so I work with uh, Photoshop to enhance scenery and, and different photographs that I love to take. But when it comes to a smile or a face, you know, we can correct things on a photograph, but that's not reality. I think we should be living in a reality world where our smile is perfect no matter what condition that you're in, no matter what the lighting is. So why not take care of your teeth in reality 24-7? You know, if if people had the best of uh, features or they were con- weren't concerned about, it, we wouldn't have all of these filters on all of these apps on our phones, right? So we can change the color of the teeth, the shapes of the teeth. We can get rid of wrinkles. We can change the tone, the tint. You know, this just means that we could we're identifying some blemishes that could be corrected, and so. Um, we can help the photographers. We can help ourselves with our selfies and our, and our group photos by not having to use so many filters and not be ashamed to show our smiles, not doing any of this smirking. So I think that self-care, self-esteem, being the best you can be, being natural, being conservative, but also taking care of your smile is hugely important uh, to, you know, feel better about yourself as well as, reduce the amount of photographic manipulation with filters and Photoshop. And so, you know, I have, uh, I have the, uh, the desire to help people be more relaxed and be unafraid to smile or utilize photographs. You know, I had a patient that will not smile on her Instagram now because she had veneers done in a very haphazard, rushed way, and she's not happy with it. Now her smiles have changed on Instagram because she used to smile even when she didn't, didn't think she had the best of teeth, and then she had veneers done incorrectly, and now she won't smile or show her teeth at all. And now she's kind of in the dilemma of what to do. Shall I replace my veneers now? And she might have to do that to, to get a more pleasing, natural look. You know, and I love what you're talking about here, because even though, you know, we're talking about these candid pictures and photographers and selfies and, and all different things um, to show that smile. And, and you know, I think everybody would agree that what we're always looking for is a natural look. And so, you know, if, if you're going to the trouble to create a, a picture-perfect smile, you want that smile to look natural. So you don't have to do any Photoshop or editing, or, you know, anything afterwards. Right. Um, so I, I think that's such a great point that you make. And, you know, and, and is there anything that you can tell to our listeners just about, you know, how do they get that natural smile? What are the key, input, you know, the key points for them to be asking, you know, if it's, if it's not you, but great somebody, question. You know, another dentist, what, how do they get that natural smile? And, and that's, what that's, they that's, a great, that's a great question. So, you know, I have learned to observe nature by being an art major before I was a dentist. And so I look at details and details are so important. And every aspect of your smile or your teeth has to be looked at with detail. So the way I started and I approach a patient is obviously assess their goals and how far they want to go or what they need to do to create a beautiful but natural smile. So we have to identify the blemishes. Are they crooked teeth, stained teeth, 
chipped teeth, poorly old, older type of restorations that don't look natural with the new natural materials we have. And once I go through that, we look at the face and I assess the patient's facial type, the facial shape, the fullness of their lips, the age, the gender, the, the racial norm that they would fall into as far as facial features and proportions. And then I will design either both on the computer and on models to create not only a virtual, but a real assessment of a new design for their smile. Whether it's minimal orthodontics or it's veneers themselves, it's very, very important to look at the details so, and plan it well. So my step-by-step -step process, what I call my system of aesthetic predictability, is take the photographs, take models, assess the goals, come up with a design, an initial design, working with the patient's facial features and their goals. I create in wax uh, a template, a form that I can create temporaries that we can place over the patient's teeth to see if that is what is suitable and optimal for their face. From there, once we come up with a beautiful design with how long and how full and the shapes of their teeth, then if we're doing veneers, then we, we work on that design to make temporaries after I prepare the teeth so minimally because I work with a microscope, I believe in conserving as much natural tooth structure as possible. And then I work with a microscope so I do not go below the gum tissue. I do not irritate the gum tissue. And we want to do that because we want not only to look natural because gum tissue that is irritated does not look healthy. And we want to keep bacteria away. Then we place the beautiful temporaries on the patient's Teeth, and then we assess that a couple days later to make sure that our design fits in the patient's mouth and that my patient is very happy with that. Once that is performed and we, we like or modify them to, until we have the ideal look, then we make a copy of that performed, that perfected temporaries, or we call them the provisionals. And then in the laboratory, we go to great effort and detail with artisans that build porcelain like enamel, like natural teeth, in layers of variations of color, translucency, and surface texture. Working with the microscope, for me and my laboratory technicians, develops all that surface that is natural and normal to a tooth structure, but is not made to look like, as we quote, the, the, nat the chiclet look, or too opaque, or too smooth, <laughs> that do not look like teeth at all. You know, teeth should look like teeth. You know, if you look at a beautiful flower and all of the petals, take a rose or an orchid, you look at all the petals and say, well, they're identical. Well, they are nearly identical, but they're not. They're really what I would call sisters, not twins. You know, they're not mirror images of each other. So they each have their own subtle character. It may only vary by 5%, but they are different. And teeth should look the same way. When we or other dentists uh, mathematically make everything a mirror image, it looks robotic. If they don't put enough detail or effort into translucency and color and surface texture by paying attention to the details, using a microscope, taking your time, developing the design so it fits the patient's face, you will avoid all of the pitfalls and disappointments of patients in not, in not creating the most natural and optimal, beautiful smile and teeth that they could possibly have. And then you have to look, again, does it fit that patient's face and give the patient the time to avoid the anxiety of wondering, what are my teeth going to look like? We can avoid all of that. So that's some of my key points to making a natural smile that's predictable and beautiful and optimal for the patient. 
Well, well I absolutely, I, I totally agree with you. And when you say, you know, how every tooth should look slightly different than the other, just in terms of its translucency and its character, mm-hmm. and uh, and then it doesn't make it look like it's a row of of chocolates. Um, well, my last question to you, and this is kind of the dreaded last question, because you know, obviously the the the, the ultimate picture and the the last thing for the bride is the bridal kiss, and um, mm-hmm. we want to make sure that neither the bride nor the groom have bad breath or anybody else. And so, what are some tips that you can offer, you know, for oral hygiene, you know, for overall health, and of course for the the big day, making sure everyone's breathing you know, in a very pleasant way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, of course, this is, a, this is a lifelong benefit, not just the wedding, but it's certainly if this is what it takes to get you started on a lifelong benefit of oral health and systemic health, it's a great vehicle. Um, you know, getting your teeth cleaned every three months or six months, you think that's all I need. No, that's not all that you or I need. Bacteria enter our mouths every day, and they are stuck between the teeth, on the teeth, underneath the gum tissue. And, you know, these bacteria can penetrate through the gum tissue into our circulatory system and go throughout our body. There really no, is no separation between oral and systemic health. The mouth is the, the biggest portal of entry of bacteria in our mouths, and it causes all kinds of diseases in the mouth. Gingivitis, periodontitis is basically is bone loss, which eventually you can lose teeth. It causes decay, cavities to occur, requiring you to have more dental visits. It causes bad breath. And also the presence of bacteria and uh, viruses can cause a lot of systemic problems, heart disease, uh, coronary uh, embolisms. They can cause strokes. They can cause heart attacks. Alzheimer's has been related to a lot of the bacteria and viruses that enter our mouth. And, of course, the oral cancer screening should be done as well. But these things are foundational for your health, as well as creating a better breath, a more attractive smile, the feeling of uh, a very uh, approachable person with uh, a great breath. And, of course, if you're getting married, you've got that amazing kiss, right, when you, when you complete your vows. Um, you want to make sure that you have a lifelong health for you and your family and your husband or wife or your bride and groom so that you don't pass bacteria back and forth. And that, that's really uh, important. So learning proper oral hygiene, learning how to brush, floss, wash your hands, rinse with mouthwashes, keep your mouth fresh, clean, and bacteria virus-free is hugely important for your health. And if I could say something else as it comes to mind, Angela, about your smile, you know, as I mentioned in the beginning, the Smile is not just your teeth, your gum tissue, it's also your lips and your face. So going back to the topic, which is basically our our wedding day, we want to understand that there are some other adjunct uh, treatments that can be done by working with uh, the dentist, as I work with cosmetic surgeons, dermatologists, about the possibility of if you have a gummy smile, you can utilize a a neuromodulator, a botulinum toxin or Botox type of uh, materials that can be utilized to reduce the gummy smile and have a beautiful smile, very easy treatment for that. If you have lips that are asymmetric or, or thinning or not quite full enough, you know, there are types of fillers that can be utilized to, to plump up 
the areas that need it, and it could also be fat transfer. These things take a little bit of time. So really coordinate the smile, and I do with my, my other medical colleagues to say what is the optimal uh, adjunct services. Sometimes even an upper lip lift, which is a surgical procedure, can produce a really beautiful smile in harmony with the dentist treatments. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that need to be coordinated and thought about if you really want to have the optimal smile for your wedding or just in life. And there are people that are, that are resources to kind of put this all together, event planners, not only for the wedding itself, but also for your, your beauty needs. So there are a couple of resources. Uh, there's LA Beauty Guide. There's Beauty uh, uh, Broker Official. These are a couple resources on Instagram that could help you. Uh, plan not only your wedding event, but also your resources for doctors and dentists that can help your smile. So I thought that might be helpful to create that checklist to, to see what can be done. Absolutely. And, and thank you. And a beautiful smile, as you said, is also, a, you know, a healthy one. Um, and, and obviously, you know, here now we just learned so much about how that bride can really incorporate her, her smile into her planning. Um, and, Dr. can I really appreciate you, you know, mentioning some of these other possible referrals that brides can look to to help them with this. Um, but for those listeners, you know, who are now preparing for their big day, their wedding day, how would they reach you? Mm-hmm. What is the best, the best contact details for you? Well, uh you know, I have a, a website, drlawrencerifkin.com. That's D-R-L-A-U-R-E-N-C-E, Rifkin, uh, R-I-F-K-A-N.com. Uh, I also have an Instagram, Dr. Lawrence Rifkin DDS, and my telephone number is 310-273-0200. And uh, you can reach me at any one of those locations or any one of those contact information. I'd be happy to see you and, and consult with you. Sometimes we can even do, even at this point, we can do a Skype or, or FaceTime type of consultations. Uh, now may be a good time to, to start thinking about this uh, because you want to plan well ahead of your wedding. You don't want to do it last minute if you can help it. Well, great, Dr. Rifkin. Thank you so much for being on the Aesthetic Insider Radio. It's always a pleasure to have you, and I can't wait for our next interview. Thank you very much. And so do I. Thank you so much, and have a happy wedding for all the listeners out there that are planning one. If not, make your smile as beautiful as you can, healthy, starts with health, and just keep smiling. you make everybody else smile too. Thank you. Thank you.